Welcome to the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide, a CatSource family production. In this episode, we chat with one of the top high school football coaches in the country, and we talk leadership, growing up, and being great. This podcast exists in large part because of CatCM, the content marketing team inside CatSource Inc. So what does CatCM do? You know how many business leaders need help communicating their story? That's what we do. Content creation and content distribution for business leaders. This provides opportunities, relationships, and a platform for you and your business. Why do we do this? Because at CatCM, we exist to help entrepreneurs create and share amazing content. Learn more by visiting CatCM.com. Our guest today is Thomas Wilcher, head football coach at Cast Tech High School in Detroit, Michigan. Thomas is an NCAA Division I track and field national champion in the indoor 55-meter hurdles and a three-time All-American in track and field for the University of Michigan. Wiltshire was also running back for the Michigan Wolverines football team from 1983 to 1986. Thomas is a member of the Michigan High School Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Wiltshire brings a no-nonsense approach to leadership. You just can't help but be a little bit better after chatting or listening to him talk. During this chat, Thomas was driving to practice. His schedule is nonstop, but we weren't going to let a little audio quality get in the way of a great conversation. So let's not wait any longer and welcome Thomas Wilcher. I saw some of the videos that you were talking about, um, you know, which way things are going to go. And you were talking about expectations. And I loved it because we talk about it at our office a lot. We're going to push you. We're going to push you to be we're going to push you to be great. We have high expectations of you. I wouldn't have brought you on to our team if I didn't think that you could do something special. Now, if you can't handle that, that's going to be tough. And there's going to be ups and downs, going to be a roller coaster ride, but you know, that's me talking. So we get into the sports world, and I think this, there's so many parallels to this. And talk about someone in your leadership position like yourself who's had years of success both on the field, on the track, and playing football. When you talked about those high expectations, like, I could see it when you were talking. It was in a video, and you said, we have great expectations when you come here. And I would imagine these players, these kids, they know that coming in day one. Um, how are you showcasing that? How are you showing them that we're having these expectations of these student-athletes in your high school? Well, how do I show? I show it based upon what has happened in the past. What, what what happens to a kid if you do the right things, if you try to take control of your life and say, hey, this is who I want to be because that's who I want to push you to be. And I want you to also be that person plus more because I always believe that there's somebody in there who wants to be the best. You may not be the best the longest, but at least you have reached the highest plateau you can reach at this level. And if you can go on to the next level, you can get even higher. It's like you've got you to always think about what you're doing. It just can't be all physical. It has to be a lot of mental preparation and making yourself better. Because you have to be mind over matter. You have to control your body and get it to do different things. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do it. No, you got to teach your body how to do it. you got to teach your body how to get up. Teach your body how to work out. Teach your body how to go hard. Because your body gonna give out, but your mind doesn't. Like as you get older, you still think you're sixteen years old sometimes. Yeah. That's the truth. <laughs> well there's a there's a lot there because you're talking about what has happened in the past. So it's almost like trust me, you see these guys where they are today and you know, I would imagine that doesn't just apply to the football field. It could be an individual who's 
you know, contributing to the community and society in general. Um, but at the same time, you know, I get it. You know, you could be an eighth grader coming into high school or, you know, working your way up through high school and you could say, okay, let's look at some of these guys that are playing football because that's what they're thinking, right? They're thinking, if I'm a running back, I'm going to be the next Mike Weber or receiver, like talking about guys that, whose name are Donovan Peoples-Jones, right? These are guys that I'm, I'm sure that they want to emulate. They want to become. They want to have those attributes. Is that what you're talking about? Hey, look at what's out there today. I mean, those are the recent ones. Obviously, there's more, but just you know, a couple of names. Damon Webb, right, um, at Ohio State as well. And I want to get into that whole thing because you guys are in Michigan and a couple of players are going to Ohio State. We'll talk about that in a second. But is that what players, the young kids are seeing today, where those guys are at? Correct. You can see that, like I tell them, I just told them the last one, I said, there's no other school right now in the past 10 years that's having kids try out for the NFL every year or been drafted in the NFL every year for the past seven, eight years. How many schools is doing that right now? Not many. So you had a school where something's going on that's happening great, but you just can't say, I'm here, so I'm going to be great. You have to make the school great. You have to make yourself great. The school doesn't make you great. You make the school great. You keep the tradition going. You help create the legacy. That's it. So you have to want it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one thing to show them the direction that they have to go. It's another thing to have a leader like you and the rest of your staff and all the people that are around you to help them out there. But you can't make them do it. Uh, there's that line you've probably seen the movie Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino, and it's a you know it's a great sports movie if you're into that kind of thing. And you know he's like, I can't make you do it. I can't make you whatever that is that next inch that you got to go. I can't make you go work out at this time in the morning. I can't make you be your best at this practice on this day when it's hot outside or when you just don't feel like being there. You're not feeling good or something bad happened that day. You can't make them do it. You can be there to help push them. And right, but they have to want to do it, and that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the mental side of it. And I've the more and more people that I talk to that have made it at elite levels, whether it's in sports or business or all these other things, and they talk about all the smarts, all the physical attributes, all that other stuff, it is important. But if you can't handle that up and down roller coaster ride, and mostly that down, because there's going to be down times, you're going to lose, you're not going to play well, things are going to be going against you. If you can't pick yourself up, and it's like Rocky, but it sounds cliche, but it's true, then I don't know to tell you, right? So how do you, it, well, I guess the, the question more is, there's a lot of habit in that. There's a lot of habit in failing and understanding how to overcome that, not the habit of failing, but the habit of trying to overcome when you know that's going to happen, that you can get yourself back up for the next play, the next day, the next game, right? Yep, and that's just what it is. You have to you have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe in yourself and knowing that's looking. A lot, right now, a lot of young men want people to see them doing things from Instagram, from uh, Twitter and all that. They put a little quick snapshot up there of them doing something. They want that instant gratification. They want people to praise them. But my thing is, that's just temporary. What are you going to do long term? What are you doing every day? How are you making yourself better every day? How are you giving yourself to somebody else to teach you how you're supposed to be as a person? Because the more you can teach yourself by giving yourself, you learn that you are stronger than what you are. And therefore, you can build more because you learn how to distribute yourself to build upon more 
of youth. And I just think that young men now today, they have to just really just keep fighting. You got to fight with your parents. You got to fight with your brother or sister. You got to fight how to go here, fight how to go there. You got to fight to get in class. You got to fight to get good grace. So you got to also fight in the weight room. You got to fight on the field. You got to fight when you're running. You got to fight, fight. You got to, you got to keep winning battles. You got to keep winning, but you got to win the battles. And then you got to storm in your memory of how you did it and try to come back, make a mental preparation so you can be better the next day. So it can help build building blocks. Everything that you have is you're only going to have it as long as you can keep competing with yourself and keep telling yourself you can do better or find out how to do better. Don't come back the same way. Come back every day trying to prove what you did yesterday so you can be a better person. And like you said, it's, it's only going to happen small. Like I tell my kids right now, who's all young, you're not going to get the big picture. I don't want you to get the big picture. But all you guys see is the big picture. I just want you to see that one little thing. Because that one little thing is going to make you better. And you're going to see the big picture later. You'll get the big picture later. But if you want to go straight to the big picture, you're never going to get there. Because you're going to get all the things you need to prepare yourself. Right. Everything you need, you're going to you gonna forget it. You ain't gonna know it. So you gonna know how to. You're not gonna know what to do when you're in the big picture. So you are gonna look stupid. You are gonna look dumb. You are gonna look unorthodox. You're not gonna look right. You're not gonna be that person. That's just it. Yeah. Well, when you, you you reference Instagram or social media, or you reference going to the game, going to the event, going say right down the street, going to the big house, right? And you can see them playing, but you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, you kind of know, but you didn't see it. And I'm not just talking about practice on Wednesday. I'm talking about July, right? I'm talking about off-season type of stuff and those things that you can't see because so many kids, so many people in general, right? We all maybe fall traps to this is you see the big thing, you see it under the lights, but that's just showcasing all the work that's been done prior to that. And that's what you're talking about. But there's something I want to go back on because you talk about go win this, go battle, go fight for all these things. What happens and you got a young team, they are doing those things, but they're not winning yet. And I say yet because you would believe in them. Say, listen, I believe in you, son, but you're not there yet. And I guess that's the thing you're saying. Keep showing up. And as long as you keep getting a little bit better, don't worry about going to college just yet. Keep getting a little bit better today. And eventually, if you keep doing these things, if you follow your lead, you will have an opportunity to then win. And then when you win, win again. Is that is that playing out? Do you see that where the kid is doing a lot of things right, but they're not there yet, so they're not winning yet? I think the most important thing is you know a kid is not there yet, but he can probably leave. You got you to go back to what I said. You got to learn how to give. You got to learn how to give yourself to other people, which allows you to enable other people, which allows you and teaches you how to love. And once you start learning how to love, you learn how to give. And once you start learning how to give, you start learning how to respect. And so teaching kids how to love, how to respect people, how to give, how to give yourself to others, you start loving the opportunity. You start believing what the coach say. You start loving. And then the coach starts showing you love. And you learn how to, you, know, you understand what love is. You understand that when a coach put his arm around you, He's showing you love. He's showing you care for you. When the coaches sit down there talking to you, spending those five minutes, one minute, two minutes, and 30 seconds with you, and looking you eye to eye, telling you great job, saying, I believe in you. He's showing you commitment. He's showing you love. And once you teach the kids how to do that, 
that's when they start to transform. That's when they start to believe also. So to me, the mental game is the most important game I'm, I'm trying to fight all the time. And I'm trying to do it now to teach young men that, you know, I love you. I want you to love others. I want you to give. I want you to go out in the community and give. I want to teach how to respect, how to love yourself and love other people so you can embrace what you're doing and show that it's a greater cause than just football. If football is going to give you, it's going to give you something, but once you learn how to give and once you learn how to respect and once you learn how to believe in what you're doing and love the people who are doing it and they showing you love, it's just, it's just a greater outcome. It's a greater outcome. It's, I, I just like that part about it. Well, that's why we like talking to someone like you and, and, and always, I heard it, it always goes back. There's more to this story because you've had a lot of experience. You've gone through stuff, right? Being a coach for so long, running track, playing football at Michigan, playing for Bo, but even before that, I think there was a story that you were on, I believe it was the track team, and you were, I don't know, lack of a better word, maybe goofing off and not taking things seriously and your mom took you off of the track team. So I think this, it sounds like your discipline and your desire to do the right thing and to have the right people and help others do that stems possibly from that. And maybe also your physical education teacher back when you were in school, talk to me a little bit about that situation with your mom and, and your, your PE teacher back in the day. That was the elementary school. I had uh, I had bad grades and my mom understood education and she understood that, you know, you have to do more, you have to be better. And, you know, and knowing that, Hey, you know, sports is not going to be everything for you. And so, and she took me out off the game. She told me I couldn't run track no more until I got my grades up and everything. I think I was about in the fifth or sixth grade when it happened. And, uh, and, and it, it was a valuable point. And I really did. I never thought about schoolwork. I never thought about grades. I never thought about sports. But at that point, I had to think about it. At that point, I had to uh, be somebody I didn't know I had to be. And so I never really thought about it at all and how important grades and schoolwork and being a responsible person I had to be because she made, she made me identify with that at a young age. And so it's, it was great. And now I have experience. I had to learn myself about how to be better and how to, how to be better academically, how to respect what you're supposed to do as a person, you know, how, how much hard work it is and to be an athlete. And that's probably one of the reasons why I hate how athletes get penalized so much and when they have to go through so much because when athletes get in trouble, they don't just get in trouble. They get penalized far beyond what anybody else gets penalized. When an athlete gets in trouble in high school, he may get suspended from school, but then once his suspension is over with, they still go back and suspend him from the game. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it play out. So, I mean, you've seen guys get kicked off of teams and they can't be at the university anymore. They can't play in the football program, so they got to leave and they're stranded, yep. right, for the next year, and they have yep. to sit out. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So you had that discipline at a young age with your mom, right, and then your PE teacher, and you move mm -hmm. and you move forward 
to play. Obviously, track. It sounds like you were just you you were fast, and the football team got to see that, and they're like, "Why don't you come play some football for a little bit? Let's see what you can do out here with the pads on." You do that, end up at Michigan playing football, and like, I mean, they've had a heyday their whole time, but you're playing there under a legendary football coach. I mean, that had to be what a learning experience for you to to learn from him. Uh, learn from Bo and, and be a part of that program. Um, obviously, instilling tons in you to bring you to Cass Tech now. But talk a little bit about you know what it was like playing for University of Michigan. It was great. It was something great. But I think that um, the experience was more in him always trying to extend his hand to me and recognize that. Hey, I know where you come from. I know where you at. I really appreciate you struggling, struggling that time, but overcoming. I really appreciate you standing tall where others think you will fall. I never forget him talking about that. I never forget him talking about in his book about how proud he was of me. He didn't think I would be that kid that will make it at the school. And he was shocked at what all the things I did. How I played two sports, how how I worked hard in the classroom, how I practiced every day. And he was all he always talked about that. And I remember one day he saw me on the freeway. He pulled over. I pulled over. We on the freeway. He shifted his whole hands and talked about it. And he all, he said, "I'm always tell you, Wilcher, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You're one of the kids I never thought would make it or really do what you're supposed to do, and you did it all." He always talks about that. That's one thing he always talks about. He's always amazed about that. And, and it's not, and, and then again, it's not even about football. It's just about how you prepare somebody to love what you're doing and somebody showing you love and somebody believing in you even when you thought they didn't believe in you. And that's what I'm trying to say. And that's where, that's where the difference maker come in. Because I never thought about what I did in college. I never thought about being an NCAA champion, national champion. I never thought about that. I never thought about being the starting tailback at Michigan and all that. I never thought about that until one day I said, God, I mean, guys will practice all year round in track. I go out there in two or three weeks and whip their butts and win the nationals. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought about that. I never thought about that. I said, gosh, it was so weird to think about stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'll be in spring ball and then come out, go two or three weeks, and then, okay, I'm going to go run track meet. Boom. And I'm way better. Go to practice every day. You know, go to class. I mean, it's, it's so much that an athlete has to do to be the person they, that they are or be the person they're trying to become. It's just unrealistic. It's unrealistic. So I think that people just need to just understand the process and stop saying that, you will rise because you rise every day higher than the bar all the time. An athlete in college has less time to become a 3.0 student than a regular student who just go to class, sit there all day, go to study. You got to wake up in the morning, go work out, wake up, go to class, then go back down and watch film, then go, go to practice, and you got to stay up all night and study. You got to do this continuous cycle. You have less time, less hour, less energy but you still expect it to be the same person that does half of what you do. Well, that's a hundred percent. I mean, that's, I mean, I lived it, right. I saw it. I, I, I saw what I mean is I was in school 
and I got to see what the student athletes were actually having to go through, especially like you're now you're throwing travel into it. it it's I don't even know how you do it, but you make a good point, not a good point, but like a a statement about it's bigger than football. Football perhaps is an opportunity. Maybe it gets you opportunities you maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. But it's what you do with it, and it's the people that you end up meeting along the way, like a Bo, like your PE teacher, right? Like your mom, who obviously didn't meet who you, you was with you, that allow you to then see it for all that it is. It's bigger than football. And I think we hear a lot about this, and you know, because so much nowadays, too, with social media. It's about winning. It's about rings. And of course, like you said earlier on, like, how's the season going to go? Well, it's only got to go one way because jobs depend on it, right? People depend on the winning. And so what's going to happen on that journey? What's going to happen on that path? But it's bigger than just winning the championship, although those are very important because you can you can help make amazing men along the way in doing what you're doing. And this person might not even go on to play football after high school. But he could have learned all these lessons along the way, and who knows what he's going to become. And I think that's what you're doing. I think that's what Bo was doing. You didn't have to go to the NFL to be a wildly successful individual, right? It was one kid who was like, a, uh, he's assistant superintendent right now. And so him being assistant superintendent, all he talks about is how I never gave up and I always gave him a chance. Because he came off football probably his junior year, never played before. And he got a scholarship to Division One school. And, you know, he never played and everything, and he finally stuck with it. He ended up playing over Canadian League and all that. And now he's an assistant superintendent. He always worked hard, but he always thinking back about hard work and uh, how, how much I stayed on him to be a great player, to be a great person. And he always goes back to those things he learned in life. And so that's what, that's what helped make him – the person he is today. And so it's about what you do to help build a foundation of who you can become. It's well said. All right. So I know you got to get going in a minute, but I got to bring this up. I mentioned it quickly before. Um, you're in Michigan, and I mentioned two players a second ago, and there's others that they go all over the place, uh, especially nowadays. Mike Weber is one that recently comes to mind. Um, and he went to Ohio State, and I know he's heavily recruited in the state of Michigan. What's it like seeing players, and you went to Michigan, right? And just to let you know, it's a frame of reference. My parents met at Ohio State. My grandmother went to Ohio State. I was born into being a Buckeye. And you know, my dad always said, man, you could do anything you want, but if you ever go to that team up north, right, and uh, you're on your own. <laughs> but it's fun, right? There's a, there's, a, there's a respect factor that's there. Uh, and Rudy Redmond, who I know you know well, and uh, we're his track coach, uh, we – we joke about it at times. Sometimes it's not as easy to joke about. But a player like, like Mike Weber, uh, Damon Webb, going to Ohio State from the state of Michigan, I think kids are looking, looking at it different. I mean, back in the day, I think it, it didn't change as much. You didn't change states as much. But nowadays, the world, the board, it's different, right? How do you see that as a high school football coach? Because I know they're getting pressure from their home state and those fans and all that. I think um, me – I really try to just get my kids in any university they want to be in. I want I want them to be happy. I think the happiness of a kid is the most important thing. It's not what I want. It's what they want and what they need in their lives. 
so they can see themselves grow. I think that um, sending kids to different universities, it makes it better for me. It makes it better for colleges because they know they can come in here and probably get a kid from Cat Tech. And they know the coach not scared to say, hey, go there. So we want kids to go many places we can get them to go to. We want them to go to LSU. We want them to go to USC. We want them to go to Colorado. We want them to go to Washington State. We want them to go any place they want to go to. We want them to go to Florida, Alabama, wherever. I want the kids to go out and get experience because experience in life is what's really going to be the pedestal for giving you the opportunity to be more mobile as you get older. It gives you opportunity to see more so you can do more and you can be better because you will see some things probably there you probably never probably saw here in the state of Michigan. So you have to be able to let kids be flexible in where they go. You have to. Well, that's important. I mean, I think um, it's, it's happening more and more, right, because it's easier to travel than it ever was. And I think you allowing them, like you said, it's not about you necessarily. Like, yeah, you're building something, but allowing these kids to go where it's best for them or where they're excited to go and you supporting that I think is a big deal. Um, I appreciate your time. I know you got to run to practice. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. One of my favorite things about our Sports Epreneur content platform is the opportunity to chat with amazing people like Thomas Wilcher. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at Sports Epreneur. Thank you for listening to the Sports Epreneur podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Now go get it.